Hey everybody, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 308 here at the station, 89 degrees and mostly sunny. The 3 to 6 hour, also known as the jerk from 3 to 6, is here. Um, well, the weekend's here, Friday's here. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, I hope you were listening to the Nikki Stone show earlier. She got a text earlier. Um, you know, sending us some nonsense anonymous uh, text with uh, some YouTube videos like it's something we don't monitor in the news or whatever it is important to them that we should be aware of. You know, this this is what we should be aware of, they want. And, uh, you know, of course, it's anonymous. It's always anonymous, but it referred to me as the jerk from three to six. So, you know, I appreciate Nikki getting all fired up on that. And, uh, you know, I hope you were listening. She had a great Friday show, you know, upbeat, telling you a little a lot of personal stuff that's going on. And uh, make sure you keep on following that. But uh, I challenge that anonymous, tough person, texter, you know, guy or gal, whoever you may be, call the show, text the show, have a conversation. Don't don't be don't be afraid. We we don't bite here. You might think I'm a jerk, but we can have an open conversation. Let's talk your point. If you're so adamant, I mean, you're you're anonymously texting a news talk show in the middle of the day, targeting a host that's not even in yet. I mean, that's the epitome of a mental delusion. But if you really stand by your beliefs, if you stand by what you want to say, and you can coherently say it, which I doubt because of the previous uh, history you, you've shown today, call the show. I have no problem. I mean, my listeners here, the, the audience here in Northeast Pennsylvania knows probably too much. I give a platform for you to say what you want to say, your side of your story. And that's exactly what it is, your side of your story. And we have a conversation on that. And I'm fine and open to doing that. But, uh, you know, if you're just going to be one of those anonymous cowards that want to text something in behind, uh, behind the veil and think you're getting a point across, you're a cartoon character. You're a joke. So, by all means... Call in, let's have a conversation, and don't be a cartoon character. Don't be a joke. Be a person with an opinion. Stand behind your opinion. Be able to support your opinion. And if you think you're hurting my feelings in in the least, I mean, a jerk, really? I've been called a lot worse in my time. But uh, it's funny. You're coming in on a, on a Friday afternoon. I like to keep Fridays light. And uh, that's not going to change my way. I, I don't let, I don't let uh, cartoon characters manipulate my mindset and where I'm from. That's why it was so comical. That's why I had to step in on Nikki's show and laugh about it because it's comical. Um, it's as simple as that. But you know, we do have caller ID here. I, I know who you are. Call in, text in with a coherent argument. Not just name-calling, because you've showed your intelligence factor by just calling names and sending a YouTube video of someone else. You know, I stand behind everything I say. I'm on mainstream media. I'm on all the news channels. I'm on radio. I'm, I'm taping a radio interview today for Texas, San Antonio, Texas, about a crime problem they're having that I believe is airing on Monday. You just Google my name. I'm out there. I stand behind everything I say. I'm not always right, but I try and be at least honest, I try and get all the facts. I give you my opinion on the facts, but I lay the facts out nonetheless. And if you're whoever you are, whoever political party you belong to, I hold you accountable. I have also shown that. 
I mean, I, I, I've been reached out to, you know, asking me not to be hard on people. Tough. If you're going to put yourself in the arena, you're open to criticism. You are an elected official. You chose this position. If you're just going to surround yourself with yes people, if you're just going to, uh, if you're just going to hear what you want to hear, which, which a lot of people, not only politics, a lot of people in business, a lot of people everywhere do that. You know, that, that's what a lot of people base their friends off of, people who agree with them, people who yes them to death, not anyone who will give them constructive criticism to help them grow as a people. And you need those around you. You truly do. Because it's only through our mistakes that we grow. It's only through our mistakes that we learn. And that goes for everything. But you may not agree what I have to say. You might want to call me names. That's fine. That just goes to show that you really don't have an argument behind what you want to produce or are too afraid to say it. Either way, I got no time for either of you. So, uh, again, platform's always open. I know your number. Call. I'll pick. I'll notice it right away. Text and have have a decent conversation. But if you've resorted to just name calling, then you're the unintelligent coward that you have already portrayed yourself to be. So, you know, it's as simple as that. But how everybody, how is everybody else's weekend going? Doing well here. Looking forward to it. I have a wedding tomorrow. My son and his wife are coming up from Virginia Beach sometime tonight or early morning, depending on how long it takes them to get here. This is going to be the first time they are home in their our house here in Northeast Pennsylvania since Christmas. So looking forward to it. I think this is the first time his wife has been to our house in the summertime. They usually come during the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I don't believe they've been here. But going to see a, a, a great friend of his, someone that I coached in junior football, watched play high school football, and watched grow up into a, an outstanding young man been in a relationship with his fiance for many many years got engaged and it's going to be so great to to see them get married tomorrow he was in my son's wedding in annapolis when he got married just over a year ago and uh it's going to be it's going to be outstanding to see see some old friends you know everybody gets busy in their life even though we live in the same towns around us you know we're all busy with our own lives busy with what we're doing but uh I'm really looking forward to it. I, I love seeing young couples like this develop their life together. I, I loved watching this young man, you know, grow up as a as a, a youth to a high school student to a young man to now having his his own house, building his own house, having his own career, you know, building his own life with a with a new wife. These are the things that we should be. Cherishing. These are the things that we should be looking forward to in our communities. Again, this isn't my son. It's not family. It's someone for the last 20 years I've known. A family, great family up in our area. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to watching uh, the nuptials, this, and seeing the whole event, enjoying it, taking it in, every part of it, not only the, the joining of a marriage, but watching the family, watching the mom and dad on each side watch their children in this next step in their life, seeing how their families, their grandparents, their aunts and uncles, you know, look at their new generation to, uh, to move forward. And, and it's just, it's, we need to really take the times on those things because these are the important things. They, they truly are. This is the next generation. I mean, these guys getting married, hopefully 
have kids on, you know when they choose to it's the it's the next little ones running around it's it's the the beauty of life it's the beauty of of community it's the beauty of watching friends and family you know take that next step and it's it's something i think we all take for granted i think it's something we need to take a step back and uh and really appreciate and uh i'm really looking forward to that it's truly i've been looking forward to this wedding for weeks not because you know it's the weekend or whatever it is I'm one of these guys I would much rather, you know, sit home in the pool and relax, but I have no problem getting my suit on tomorrow and uh, standing with my, my son and his wife and my wife and watching this whole event happen and really take it in and watch them enjoy it. And when the guys get together the, who were teammates in high school and best friends in high school, when they get together now 10 years later to watch that bonding and the, that growth that they've all had but still see that that youth in them, that 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 friendship that they have, it's 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 just a beautiful thing. And uh, I enjoy moments like this. These are the times in my life where I really take a look back, because there there were more than a few times in my life where you know I didn't think I'd see the next day. Having children, you know, who are in very dangerous jobs. You know, having a son who flies, you know, now an F eighteen Super Hornet. You know, flew fly. Just jets for the Navy, you know, it's a risky, it's a risky business. Every conversation I have w- with any of my kids ends with I love you. And everyone responds back the same way um, because they've grown up knowing that. They've grown up seeing the, the almost situations that I've been in and now know that they've taken on a career and a life that they have their own almosts. So uh, I don't want to leave anything on the table. I don't want to leave anything unsaid. You know, unfortunately, like I said, with my experience, I have been at the right place at the wrong time too many times. You know, I do have letters to everyone close to me. If something happens to me explaining what they mean to me, what, what they've meant to me, what I want to see in their future. And it's something, you know, Maybe it's not on your forefront to think of, but it is on mine because uh, when my dad passed away at 59 of cancer on the one-year anniversary of 9-11, I sat by his side in a Scranton hospice, bawling like a baby because, A, I'm sitting next to my dad who's taking his last breaths, and it's the one-year anniversary of 9-11. They were playing everything on TV. The the nurses and staff there were just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, a couple days later, we found manila envelopes with all our names on it where he had pictures uh, wrote notes to us, uh, did a handwritten drawing of my son's face that was uh, outstanding. And, and we didn't find this till later, you know, when my mom started going through some things where he was spending his, his last times at home in bed. We still have those manila envelopes, each of us, each of my brothers and, and my son at the time. My son was, was not the only kid, but my daughter was just born. She was only a few months old when he passed. And it means a lot. So never take those moments for granted. And like I, I said yesterday, what is it, three weeks till your kids go back to college? Four weeks before your kids are back in school? Take special time between now and then. You have four weeks. You have three weeks. Take a Friday off from work. Take a Monday off from work. Take a Wednesday off from work. It doesn't matter. Do something special with them. Go for a drive somewhere to see something. Go, to, go somewhere and go for a hike. Go somewhere and just get an ice cream or sit down and have a meal, just the two of you. If you have two or three children... Take a day each. 
or do one in the morning for breakfast, take one for lunch, and take everyone out for dinner. But take that, uh, that special time to, uh, to discuss, hey, new school year coming up. Do you have any fears? Are you excited about anything? Are you worried about anything? Do you need anything? Because we don't have these days again. We don't have a second chance. And, and they do truly grow up quick. I mean, my, my youngest now is going to be 21 in December. And it just it flies by. 20 years ago when I came here, they were, they were two years old. And less than two. My, my daughters are 11 months apart. Irish twins, of course. And which was a blessing in itself. There was a big age gap between my son and my daughters because we lost two children to miscarriages uh, you know, during the two. And then we, uh, you know, we did everything that needed to be done to try and have children. And when we both said, hey... We'll leave it in God's hand. You know, we, there's nothing we can do. We can't force this. We've done everything medically we can do. Next thing we know, we were pregnant. Next thing we know, we were pregnant again. And those are the gifts of life. And we have to cherish them and uh, live up to the responsibility of having them. It's 321 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 323, 90 degrees and mostly sunny out there. It's time for Rob's Rundown on this Friday, July 28th, 2023. Tim McGraw is coming to Mohegan Sun Arena in 2024. Make sure you keep your eyes out for when tickets for on sale. I'm sure they're going to go quick. Convicted murderer gets more jail for violating parole. A Susquehanna attorney charged with theft for failing to refund fees. Local youth proceeds to finals in the mullet championship. Good luck to the young man. Independent auditor gives Luzerne County a positive critique. Jenkins Township man charged with felony assault. A flash flooding during yesterday's storms destroys a Scott Township gym. Hopefully they can rebuild and nothing was too damaged. The Biden administration withholding key funding to schools with archery and shooting programs. A Lackawanna County softball team still making a run in the World Series for softball. A defund the police billionaire invested in private security startups, has made a fortune. Go figure. Northwest Area High School wins voter registration award. And that's it for Rob's Rundown on this Friday, July 28th, 2023. So, uh, you know, a lot going on today. We're going to talk about... uh, in the first section, Connecticut is looking to phase out all fossil fuel vehicles by 2035. This isn't just government vehicles. This is all vehicles sold in Connecticut. 2035. Do we really think that's even going to ha- happen? Do we think it's possible? You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phone. We have... Uh, Doc from Einan, who says I'm not a jerk, but I'm a hypocrite. How you doing, Rob? How are you, Doc? Very well, thanks. You know, Rob, with freedom of speech and our, it comes civil, civil discourse, 
between us and between opposing parties and opposing people. You try to speak as civilly as you can. You know, we had a president of the United States who spoke with profanity and called people names. A president of the United States sets the tone for the discourse. When a president curses, when a president calls names, that legitimizes it. Now, I know you've voted for Trump, and sometimes you've said things in support of Trump. But if you're going to support Trump and you think he's okay, then you have to accept the fact that people are going to call names and curse, and they're going to call you names, too. No, that's not the way it's supposed to work, Doc. I mean, truly, really. Well, you, you tell me how it's you, supposed you, to work. You're, you're supposed to have your opinion, I'm supposed to have mine, and we're supposed to respect that, aren't we? Go ahead. I just said it. I'm supposed to have my opinion. You're supposed to have your opinion, and we're supposed to respect that. We're not supposed to call each other names simply because I said I support some of the policies that he has, and I've openly said that I'm all for an open primary for someone else to step in that role. So it's not like I'm one of these Trump guys that's like, yes, it's just Trump or nothing. I agree with a lot of the policies he's did. I've also openly called out some of the things he said is openly stupid. And a lot of the, the criminal trouble he's in is because of his big mouth. But simply, well, because my- I, simply because I supported Trump's policies or voted for him in 2016 doesn't give anyone the right to call me a name now. Now, they have the freedom to do that, but it doesn't give them... It, it, that's not the way it's supposed to be. I'm saying that a president of the United States sets the tone. If a president calls people's names, people names, that sets an example that legitimizes calling people names. And if you support, and I have no, as far as I'm concerned, if you're a name caller and you use profanity, you're disqualified in my book. So um, if, if you're going to be the kind of president that calls people's names, you legitimize calling people's names. And if you support this person to some degree, you have no right, in my opinion, and your opinion's different, but you have no right to be offended by somebody calling you names because the man you support, and one of the most important things is discourse, uses profanity and calls people names. Okay, okay, Doc. You let, don't have to agree let, with me. I, okay, let, let's, let's take your premise as the way it is. Now, it's been just proven in court this week that Joe Biden lied to the American people. He's a liar. Our current president lied to the American people. So does that mean okay. lying's okay for everybody now? Because the president, the guy who you said is the top, you know, it's okay for everybody to lie now. I never said that, but lying, you know, politician, there's a lot of lying in politics. You know that. Let's not be naive. You try to minimize the mi- amount of lying you do. And uh, we all make lies. Well, not to lie is, a, is a, an ideal. Everybody lies to some degree. Politicians are in very precarious posi- situations. He may have told some lies. He may have said lies to save his skin or to help his son. But the lying by the other guy is is uh, monumental. So there's a different set of rules depending on who the guy is, Doc. I mean, that's what you've said. That's there's what no you're putting out there. Lying is out there. You just said it. Lying is not absolute. You know, simply you because simply because I voted for for Trump in 2016, it's Go okay. Ahead. It's okay if others call me names. I'm not saying it's okay, but it's been legitimized. And when you have a leader that legitimizes profanity and and uncivil discourse and name-calling, and you support somebody like that, that's a big no-no. 
And if you're going to support that, you better nope. accept the fact that people are going to call you names. If you don't want to accept it, that's fine. But that's what's going to happen. So you need somebody. You know, if you want somebody to, to use his uh, whatever you think he did so great, okay, find that person that doesn't curse and doesn't call people names. To me, it's a, it's a disqualifier. Paul? Hey, Doc, that, that's your opinion, and you just put it out there for the people. I'll let them decide. But I, All right. Thanks for taking my call. Not a problem. And, um, you know, you guys just heard that. It's a, it seems to be a different set of rules. If, if you supported Trump in any way, it's legitimized when someone attacks you personally. That's the problem with the left right now. That's the problem. We've all seen this. And, you know, it's always the ones that do it over the phone, on a text, or stuff like that. Because I can guarantee you. They're not going to do it in front of my face. I guarantee you a lot of times they're not going to do it in front of your face. There's the difference. So, but you saw, you know, because Trump used bad words, because Trump attacked people, which he did. You know, his demeanor, his, 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 uh, his way he is, is just that, good or bad. But that gives people the right to treat you a certain way. But we have a president now that has openly lied to us. Not multiple times, but just this week for the latest time. And we're going to get into that a little later, you know, with the audio and the actual court transcripts that proves under oath that he lied. It's a different set of rules, and that's the way they want things. And that's how they govern when they're in office, they want a different set of rules with the Harry, Harry Reid nuclear option. But then when the Republicans are in charge and use it to get Supreme Court justices, oh, my God, the volcanoes are going off. They want to do everything they want to do until the other parties in power. It's 332 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. Remember those cartoon characters I was talking about when I first started? Well, the one I just spoke to on the air called back and became a cartoon character. So it's as simple as that. just shows where they're coming from. Um, listen, here's a court transcript from uh, court this week in the, during the Hunter Biden hearing for his what was supposed to be a plea deal. The judge. All right. The fourth paragraph says during the calendar year 2017, you earn substantial income including just under a million dollars from a company you formed with a CEO of a Chinese business conglomerate. Is that the same or different Chinese company from the one you referred to earlier? The defendant. I started a company called Hudson West, Your Honor, and my partner was associated with a Chinese energy company called CECF. The court. Who was your partner? The defendant. I don't know how to spell his name. Yi Jiangming is the chairman of that company. And Yi Jiming, who is the, was the chairman of that company, is connected with the CCP government. Now, knowing that, that just took place two days ago. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. My so um, you can make your own decisions for yourself. But a FARA violation was admitted in court. And his son admitted in court that his dad lied to the American people on multiple occasions. So I, I think you're all smart enough to make your own decision there. 
And, uh, you know, it's as simple as that. So, you know, and, and we'll leave it at that. You know, I, 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 I let Joe Biden's own verbiage speak for itself. Let's go to the phone now. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on the verbiage in the Constitution. Joe. Oh, hello, Rob. Yeah, this is a follow-up call to that. But I will, I will tell you this much. When I listen to how this goes with these, you know, political reasoning, right, here's what I want to say about this, Rob. Uh, I've, I've said that the people on the left, like the Democrat Party at this point, has basically become the largest functioning hate group in America. They, they don't seem to have uh, a morality. They seem to have an ideology, and that, and that is the morality to them. And I want to just say that, you know, I, I don't want to see that happen to our side. I don't want to see people on the right become the very same thing uh, in response to that. that. With that being said, what I'm following up with you on is uh, when, when we talked about that phrase in the Constitution that said the merciless Indian savage, and we talked about how... Uh, that, that came about because of how their style of warfare was. The Declaration of Independence, yes, correct. Yeah. I, I, um, I did a little bit more research on this last night, and it was really fascinating when I found out it was a tribe I hadn't studied much before, the Comanche. And they were well known for that. Like, it, 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 they were brutal to their captives, okay? And it, you know, it was pretty well, and, and they did a lot of raiding. They, they, they were a very powerful tribe, did a lot of raiding, and it was pretty well known if you had an infant or young child, if, you, if they came into town, your, your only option was do the deed yourself or they were going to do it. I mean, they were, they were brutal. And it was also well known that uh, if, if you were a man and you were captured in war, you probably wanted to take care of the act yourself because they would turn you over to their women, and their women took uh, over. Uh, they 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 tortured the POWs that were taken, and they ended with uh, genital mutilation. They seemed to really specialize in that. Now that being said, it's also true that many of the captives they took, many of the the women that they took captives from from the frontier. They married into the tribe, and quite a few of them had to be forcibly rescued and brought back into, you know, the, the, the culture where they were kidnapped from because they didn't want to leave. So you see, when, when it, this, and what I'm getting at is, you know, when people wanted these little sanitized, politically correct uh, uh, versions of history, uh, they don't exist. This is what it is. And so they were brutal people in war, but yet many of the people, many of the women they took captive willingly married into that tribe and did not want to leave. So that's how it was. And and it was also another interesting side fact. They actually defeated the Mexican government. They, the, the Mexican government signed a treaty with them, basically, basically surrendering and because they were so efficient at their raiding. And uh, it wasn't until after the Civil War when we raised the largest army of its uh, largest troop muster of that point for any Indian war that we sent after the Comanches. And that's what finally brought them onto the reservation. Before that, they were, they were kicking, you know what, and taking down names. 
I appreciate the history lesson, Joe, there, and you diving yeah. into that. You know, I, I talked about it a lot on, on Independence Day and, and what context that was set in, but I'm glad you, uh, you, know, you added a little bit to that. You have a great weekend, Joe. Yep, thank you. You too. Thank you. It's uh, 343 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 347. You guys think this is easy, huh? See, I, I have a conversation with a caller that I know is going to disagree with me, and, and I know we're going to have a differing opinions, but I give him the platform to talk, and, and we have that conversation, and you guys heard the conversation. And like I said, you can take what he said, and you can take what I said at your face value. You are educated enough to make those decisions. But after we hang up the phone, he in turn calls Jake back, knowing he's not going to get on the air again, calls me names, curses at me, and makes threats. So just to, just to do it. Because, uh, you know, he's obviously an angry, unstable person with self-control issues. And I'm sorry, I gave you a platform. I, I continually tried to let you back on. But there's just no room for that here. And seek help, really, truly. It's uh, 348 here at WILK. Let's go to the phones now with something positive. Let's go to Lorraine from Hazleton with a poem about marriage. Lorraine, I'm sorry you were waiting so long. Oh, well, thank you anyway. Listen, um, I thought, being that you were talking about going to a special wedding... And marriage and family life, I think this is very apropos. It's called marriage. And I just want a little story about it. Someone asked me years ago to write a poem about marriage, and this is the one. And they read it in church at the wedding, and they had this framed and would dry flowers around it and presented it as a gift to the couple. So this is the poem. Marriage is a special gift given by God from above. It is designed for a man and a woman as a proclamation of their love. Please remember the special vows you both make on your wedding day. Then when life seems too burdensome, at least the memories will lighten your way. 25 years merit silver. 50 years earn you gold. The most important lesson to remember is that together you both grow old. Marriage is one phase of your life that may bring sorrow as well as pleasure. Just embrace each other and pray for guidance, and the rewards will grow beyond all measure. Very nice, Lorraine. Very nice on this Friday, and especially you said it's very apropos you know, with this wedding I'm going to tomorrow and looking forward to with my family. And uh, I, I appreciate your call today. Yes, it gave me uh, ammunition and a reason to call in. <laughs> yeah, you don't need ammunition or a reason to call, Lorraine. You're always welcome here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much and for letting me read it. But I had to jump right on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have a great Friday and a great weekend, Lorraine. I'll try. And you two have fun at the wedding. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. God bless. Thanks. Um, moving on from that a little bit, you have... Uh, I saw this out of Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Starbucks now wants out of the union. So uh, employees at a Pittsburgh-area Starbucks say they want to de-unionize amid growing workplace tensions. The request comes after just after one year after the Penn Center East location became one of 25 in Pennsylvania to unionize, to organize under Starbucks Workers United, which is affiliated with the SEIU. Longtime employee and shift supervisor Elizabeth Goldford filed a petition with the National Labor Relations Board on July 12th. 
to hold a vote on whether to break with the union. Gulford supported the establishment of the union, but changed her mind after she said its representation created tension at the store. Workers officially unionized in June of 2022, so it's just been a year. Um, Things since then have been a little bit rocky, and a lot of partners have just been very unhappy with how things are. It's just created a very chaotic atmosphere in our store, Guilford said. I think the expectations were set a little bit high. She also noted lack of communication with the union representatives for solving workplace issues or what's happening at the store. I can't speak on behalf of all the other unionized stores, but I do know for our store the initial inclusivity that was kind of projected has turned into being completely opposite. We thought we would have a voice, but we really don't because no one's in communication with us. So basically the people who who voted to join this union at one of the Starbucks, one of the 25 in Pennsylvania, um, reading through the article, their union representation has kind of abandoned them, and it's kind of put them in a weird situation with their management, which they were used to be able to deal with you know, one-on-one. They used to be able to handle those things, uh, you know, together. But now they uh, they are uh, having an issue with that. It's causing tension because management is telling them, well, you have to go through union representation if we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. And they say it's just created too much. Things were better before the union. And I'm not saying, and neither does the article, say that's all the locations, but just this one in Pittsburgh. But if you recall, this was a big national movement, especially with Starbucks, and Pennsylvania got involved in this one in Pittsburgh. I know the one in Philadelphia uh, also was in the media for it. So I just found it unusual that um, that this uh, that this came up for that. This is why, while we are happy the Starbucks workers are able to take their first steps in ex- exercising their rights, to oust an unwanted unit, we call on the SBWU union officials not to attempt to block or otherwise interfere with the rank-and-file workers' rights to hold this vote, said uh, President of the Workers' Rights, the National Right to Work Foundation. So it looks like you got a lot of outside groups in here, and, and, you know, just like these things always end up, you have workers who want to do their job. You have the franchise owner or management that just want to make sure the job gets done, And now you have all these outside organizations, be it the union being these organizations that support workers' rights, excuse me, and uh, right-to-work initiatives, you know, all have their own agendas, are are diving into this, and and the Labor Relations Board is just like, let's meet a certain standard, and then we'll see if this goes out to a vote to the members who are there. They need to see if the uh, decertification petition can move forward if the uh, National Labor Relations Board's rules the petition can move forward, set for a a vote to decertify the union. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. But that that caught my my attention as far as that goes. Um, Got some text messages, and you can call or text at 570-883-0098. Rob, I thought the caller had had it in for anybody that used foul language. What a hypocrite. I bet he... Um, yeah, no, it is what it is. You know, I mean, we give them that opportunity and people make the best of it. Some don't. It's, uh, 355 here at WILK. We're going to the Bloomberg Money Minute in just a minute. 
Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 3.58, almost 3.59 here at the station. This is a, a story coming out of the Associated Press on, under U.S. News. Mounting job vacancies push state and local governments into a wage war for workers. And this is exactly how the free market's supposed to work. There is a need for workers in multitude of positions. And because there are not enough workers, because workers are being treated badly in other areas, they are upping and moving to better working environments, better places for them to be. I know what's happening with the NYPD. I know what's happening in New York in general. People are going all over the country. But wages are greatly increasing. Benefits are increasing. Signing bonuses are increasing. And this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way the free market works. Not telling somebody you have to pay someone a minimum X. Let the market decide. And it is working because mounting job vacancies are raising wages across the state, this, the country. It's the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4 o'clock. We'll be back after the news break here on WILK News Radio.